So, what's supposed to be a fun night in the National Hockey League, uh, the last about five minutes of that is going to be very much remembered as the NHL and ESPN are now going to have hockey fans doing a whole lot of Googling that the NHL and hockey, or that the NHL and ESPN didn't want fans to be doing. Um, I'm shocked that Montreal would do that, taking uh, Logan Mayhew. They, they went through it on the broadcast. Just, I can't wrap my head around that decision even a little bit. Um, just absolutely stunned sitting here right now that Logan Mayhew um, is uh, a member of the Montreal Canadiens now. After pulling himself out of the draft, they mentioned on the broadcast, you can't officially do that, but I feel like if you tweet, hey, don't pick me, coming out and saying, no, fuck you, we're going to pick you, is a weird stance to take, especially in this situation. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I was, I was getting ready to come on. We're going to have some jokes, going to have some fun. And I, I was going to talk about how little I know about any of these prospects and how we're just going to dick around and have some fun playing video games. And then unfortunately the prospect I know the most about gets drafted to, to Montreal there. That was an absolute shocker. And I just, I can't, I, 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 I can't imagine being a Montreal Canadiens fan and having that happen. Um, Logo tweeting out that Montreal still hasn't tweeted the pick out yet, which I wouldn't, but I wouldn't have made it in the first place. And then you have Chicago with the PR campaign after, and that's... You knew something along those lines was going to happen. Um, It's unfortunate for the people who were used as a shield in that situation, but that's... That's whatever. So, not the tone that I thought we would be doing this post-draft show with, but, um, yeah. Holy shit, man, they actually did, I can't, I just don't understand it. Like, I don't, I I don't get the rationale behind it. And if you want to, oh, geez, my phone's flashlight just went off. If you want to do the, well, second chances, then... I mean, okay, but he's not even done with his first chance yet, right? Like, that's missing out on the, the, the NHL draft and this, this monumental moment in his life. That, that's kind of the end of chance one, and now you build yourself up for a second chance. I, I just, yeah, the, this one, this one doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me from a, a Montreal Canadiens perspective, and it is just, it's gross, quite frankly that they would just, like, go out of their way to make this selection. Um, Like, we can talk about it from an optics standpoint, we can talk about it from a human element standpoint, but the fact is, like, this is a kid who did something very wrong, has pulled himself out of this draft, and to just draft him anyway is a, a real real move and real look and i like i my natural inclination in anything is to make jokes and stuff but there's no jokes to be made this is fucking awful for montreal and just absolutely 
not a way that you would want your organization to be run. So, whew. Yeah, like I said, that this was supposed to be kind of the, the middle of a monumental week from the NHL where you have the Seattle Kraken come in, you have the fun broadcast on ESPN, Kevin Weeks is all around Seattle, you're doing the draft, you have all these new kids coming in, um, Seattle's drafting that as well, you're kicking off your stuff with ESPN, that's fantastic, and like I said, now the main story is everyone's going to be doing a whole lot of Googling that the NHL doesn't want them to be doing, and I, I can't imagine Gary Bettman's reaction, I'm surprised he didn't swear on international television, and... Yeah, we'll see Montreal's reasoning for this, but I don't think there's going to be any explanation that's going to be satisfactory. Um, so yeah, welcome to this NHL 2004 Twitch. Um, man, oh man. Just Again, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to transition away from what's happening right now. Um, Oh, I just clicked on the wrong thing. Sorry. That probably sounded weird. If it sounded weird, I apologize. If it didn't, then I would just sound like an idiot and whatever. But I'm kind of used to that. Um, okay, so. If you missed this the last time I did this, I'm going the full nostalgia route with the 2004, 2003-2004 uh, um, Calgary Flames. A couple of, we'll call them editorial decisions. I have signed Joe Newendike. He is a free agent when you start a season on here, as is Doug Gilmore. We have some injury issues, so the lineup doesn't look as spectacular. Um, I've done some practicing since the last time because that was uh, absolutely embarrassing. So let's uh, let's sim a couple of games here. Okay, okay. We're doing all right. We're sitting, up, sitting okay. And uh, let's get ready to take on the Edmonton Oilers and talk some NHL. Uh, what's up on the, the chat? I uh, appreciate the kind message. Thank you very much. Is that going to be too confusing? No, I'll be able to figure it out. So the draft itself, uh, I said on my podcast today, um, that this is probably not the, the best advertisement for a draft podcast. I don't know a fucking thing about most of these kids. <laughs> um, like, it, it's... Oh, Roman Turk's tired. Awesome. He shouldn't be playing anyway. Um, but, like, th this draft was such a weird thing because of gestures aggressively at the world around us. And the people who actually do this draft stuff had a hard enough time. So, for me to lose my job in March and then say, oh, you know what I'm going to do? Become an expert on a bunch of 18-year-olds who haven't played this season. Eh. Um, so I'm, I'm sure everyone's pick was fantastic, except for the, the rival team that you absolutely fucking hate. I'm sure they made the stupidest move ever, which is a, a fair statement actually for what I'm assuming is going to be a majority of people who tune into this broadcast, because I'm assuming most of you have followed me from Calgary Flames broadcasts, uh, as Toxic said over there, um, from, uh, Sportsnet 960. Um, so I'm assuming a lot of your Flames fans and one of your rivals would be the Vancouver Canucks. And I think they made one of the stupider moves of the day as they go out and acquire Oliver Ekman Larson for a boatload uh, of things. Um, I'll get to the Flames pick in a sec, but for the Vancouver Canucks, look, th this is the story of a couple of years now where did they get better in the immediate? Yes, they did. Is that good enough to get this team even into the playoffs? I don't think so. And did they sacrifice things in the future? Greatly. This is a team that already 
needs more depth and more talent on their team. And to not have a first round pick is mind boggling. And yes, you get rid of a few very bad contracts. You get rid of them with one year left. Like you have made it to the finish line. If you can just stomach it this year, send Louis Erickson to Abbotsford, Antoine Roussel for some fucking reason kills penalties and Jay Beagle exists um to deal with that for a year and then you're free of it you're done instead you add what's going to be another cap nightmare for the next six years for a guy who has scored a shitload of goals in the queue and will probably do that again in the nhl but still whatever like you've just you have sacrificed what um you, you have sacrificed what should have been like getting out of cap jail to get into cap jail again. Like, I just, I, I don't get it. it. It's a guy who gets out of jail after five years and doesn't even get out of the parking lot before he tries to rob someone. It, it's, it, it's mind boggling. It's stupid. I don't get it from Vancouver. And th this is the stupid shit that happens when you tell a GM, hey, you better make the playoffs this year or else you're fucked. This is what happened. This is these are the types of moves that get made when, um, when just get into the playoffs is the mantra. You should try to get into the playoffs, but just getting there shouldn't be the main goal. And in Vancouver, for far too long, it's been the main goal. Um, some breaking news coming in. Look at this live reaction. I haven't I, I haven't been able to say hey some breaking news in a long fucking time. Uh, but Elliot Friedman tweeting out. Pending trade call, Sam Reinhart going to the Florida Panthers. So I'll try to follow that along while Jerome Ginla dekes out the entire Edmonton Oilers squad and makes it 1-0. So some time to celebrate there. Um, as far as the, the question on the chat there, what, what do I think of the, the Flames pick? It, it seems fine. Um, like I said, I... I didn't go deep into Chicago Steel video this year, um, but he seems like a, a high-skilled kid in an organization that needs high skill, right? Like, you have Connor Zeri, who's probably going to be a high-skill-esque type of a player, and you have... Oh, Jesus. Retro. Throwing it around. Um, but you have Zeri, who's going to be a, a high-skill player. You have Pelche, who kind of strikes me as like a you're really going to love him third line grinder type guy who's also going to be able to put up some points like that's which is fine you need those guys but you don't have like you don't have that like number one top line type of talent and if this kid turns into what you think he's going to turn into then he ends up filling a need for this organization it's not going to be next year it's probably not even going to be two years from now but at some point that this this will be a good pick for the calgary flames so i i think overall this is a this is a strong pick from the Flames, and I think that one that Flames fans should be excited about. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens have released a statement on their pick. I'm under siege right now, so I'm not going to read that. Um, but just judging from the notifications I'm getting on Twitter, not being received well. Uh, but like I said, I don't know what reaction... I don't know what they could say to have everyone go, oh, okay, I get it now. Um, that's, that's just not going to be the reaction. And I don't think... I would like to think I'm open-minded, but I can't imagine what they would say that made me think, oh, okay, well, I get it now. Um, yeah, anything that could be positive is going to be taken as PR spin. And, yeah, just awful. Just, just awful. So, as far as the draft goes, this is where I was going with it. Draft coverage, we, we know a little bit about these prospects. We don't need to know, like, hockey fans don't necessarily need to know that this kid likes bowling and is a huge Lord of the Rings fan or anything like that. We want, like, 
hard analysis, but then we, we know a bit about these kids. So once the other pick is in, just let us get to the other pick and let us fly through this stuff. That works for us hockey fans. That's not going to work for casual fans. And th this is a night where you're trying to establish the next people in the NHL. And because of that, um, you're going to get a few of the stories that you're just like, it it's going to drag out a little bit, but it's more, it it's more to get people like my, my to, uh, like my wife to, to get to know these players than it is for me to get to know these players. This is the, in a couple of years when a kid comes into the league, Hey, th this is that dude who went fishing that one time and his dad named him after a dude he got drunk with at a bar. Like th those are the kinds of things that are going to get casual people involved as, uh, my cat makes an appearance in this. Um, so I, I saw some people complaining about the coverage. <laughs> Sorry, the phone call that I was uh, worried about that I was missing was, um, my niece, um, pocket dialing the phone, apparently. So, uh, nothing to worry about, which is good. Um, so, <laughs> hi, Bailey. Um, so yeah, that, that's like, draft coverage like that, like, that's why I like what ESPN does with a lot of their stuff, where they have the, here's for everyone draft, and you have basically, like, the pre-draft interview with some of the prospects was, alright, so who in your family's died in the last five years? Um, but then you have a secondary broadcast, maybe they don't do this with the draft, but they do this with college football games, and they should do it with the draft. Um, oh shit. Um, but... I, I wish there was a, a secondary, like, let's nerd out on some fucking hockey broadcasts and talk about the, the actual hockey stuff. Like, I, I would appreciate those types of things. But they don't have them, so then you have nerds like me coming on and playing video games and talking about hockey while getting called by a seven-day-old baby. Um, so, I, I, I'm i going to give ESPN a passing grade on the broadcast tonight, but just kind of understanding, like, some of that shit's not for us. We're, they've already got us with the prospect stuff, now let's do the, the human interest side of things. Um, someone on the, the chat asking what the kid that Montreal selected did again. Basically, I, I hope I'm not misrepresenting this story, but essentially he had consensual sex with, uh, sex with someone, but took pictures that were not consensual and then shared them all over the place. And that's super duper not allowed and uber creepy. Um, so that whole story has come to light in the last few weeks during the pre-draft process. Um, he pulled himself out of the draft, which apparently you can't do. And Montreal was like, no, fuck you. We're drafting you anyway. So that's, uh, by the way, if, if you are just tuning in from the 960 um, side of things where I used to be, this is the part of the show where I get to swear a lot. Um, so that's that. That's what the, the kid did. Um, took pictures without consent and shared them all around. So I, I believe I have the gist of that correct. I apologize if I'm misrepresenting it. Um, but I, I can't imagine being a fan of Montreal who may have had something similar like that happen to them. And now all of a sudden, the team that you just got super amped up about does a super shitty thing. As far as the, the rest of the draft goes, like it was kind of a boring draft. Um, it, it didn't, like there wasn't that draft altering um, reach you had Kevin Weeks calling for draft uh, to, for drafting goalies. By the way, I thought Kevin Weeks was really good. Like, I thought the analysis tonight, Sam Cosentino, I'm always going to be a fan of. Um, I like to think it's not just because he was super nice to me, um, but he was super nice to me, so that helps. But I, I like, I, I thought his actual technical analysis was good. I thought Kevin Weeks was awesome. I've never been the hugest Butchergrass guy, but he stayed out of the way. And I thought that 
um, what's his nuts? The Rangers old GM, uh, Gortzy or whatever, uh, Jeff Gorton. I, I thought he was nervous and didn't want to say anything to piss anyone off. So, um, that's, that, that's kind of my, my take on the analysis, but I thought Kevin Weeks, like pining for a goalie was the only real drama of the draft. The only trades that we get during the draft are for, um, uh, we're for guys who like, like just like a first round pick for two seconds and stuff like that. So it was just super fucking boring. But before the draft, holy shit, did we have some stuff going down? Um, just quickly going to run through them. I have it all written down. I just have Canucks. What the fuck? I went through that before they put themselves back in salary cap hell forever. Um, for a, what is probably just moderate upgrade. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I think, uh, the Canucks are going to be bad forever. And uh, people who know me know that that's not an overly fun thing for me to say. Um, Seth Jones gets traded to Chicago Blackhawks. I said this on Twitter. Seth Jones is a good defenseman. Seth Jones is not a $9 million a year defenseman. So now everyone's going to say Seth Jones fucking sucks. And that's not going to be accurate. Like Seth, Seth Jones is going to be good, but he's not going to live up to his contract. And so we're going to overreact to bad things that he does. But again, this is one Chicago got better. I just don't think they paid the appropriate cost, both in what they paid to give uh, to get him and also what they paid him in real life dollars and cents. So that was, that was one that I thought was pretty interesting. Um... Columbus has a pretty good day. Like, they, they get a lot for Seth Jones. They end up getting Bean, which I think is a good pick. And when I saw that, I, I thought every other GM should be ashamed of themselves for allowing that to go that easily. The Buchnevis sammy Blay one, which feels like it was about a month ago. I love this for the Blues. And you think if they're going to lose Tarasenko, then... Oh, yeah, take that. Um, but if they're going to lose Tarasenko... Um, then getting a Buchnevich, that's, that, that's not, that, that, that's not a bad poor man's version of Tarasenko. So I, I've liked Buchnevich a lot when I was doing stuff on, uh, Flames Radio. He was someone who I was saying like, look, if you are trading Johnny or Monaghan, this is a dude you could go get. And, um, apparently not. Uh, Sammy Blade of the Rangers. I like Sammy Blade as a player, but for Buchnevich? With only a second going back the other way, like, holy shit, that, that is, I, I think, terrible value. But these are the types of moves that you do when you are trying to get bigger and tougher and meaner. And when Tom Wilson ragdolls your entire team, like when all you are focused on is trying to get more difficult to play against, you end up becoming a worse hockey team, I think. So I, I like play, but in terms of value here, it's just, it is not there at all. Speaking of which, Rasmus Ristolainen, uh, wow. I wouldn't have given up almost any of those things for Rasmus Ristolainen. And Philly went out and gave up all of those things for Rasmus Ristolainen. So, wow. Yeah, like that's... I, I am not a Ristolainen fan at all. Someone's saying that they think Buchnevich is overrated. That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I, I think he is good. Um, he's one of those guys where it just like... It felt like 
every one of his big games I watched. Like, it's just, I there could be some confirmation bias in there where, well, I've, I have seen him a bunch, and he's been good in those games. So obviously he is good all the time, uh, because I, I couldn't possibly be wrong. So I, I'm willing to accept that I could be missing something, but I think he's quite good. And even if he is overrated, his value is still such that giving up Blay in a second just doesn't seem like enough for it. Like, even if you don't think he's as that good of a player, a lot of teams do think he's that good of a player, and you should be able to get more than that for him. Um, the Ristolainen one, like, in terms of fantasy, I thought, like, or, sorry, someone said fantasy in there. In terms of Ristolainen, I think he's the one who is overrated. I don't get it at all with that dude. And so to give up three assets for him is quite the thing. Um, so yeah, I, again, you're trying to get tougher, you're trying to get meaner. We're focusing on defense. Um, that's the types of dumb decisions when you just kind of force yourself into a hole there. Uh, so I'm gonna try to go back um, through the chat here and see what you guys have been asking while, um, while I've been rambling on about these things. It sounds like the trade call's official. The Panthers are getting, uh, Sam Reinhardt. Um, I'll have to see what the, the return is, but that, that was a guy who I'm interested in and interested in what this return is going to be. So let's see, what were y'all saying? Oh, people are being nice to me. That's unusual. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the, the kid pulling himself out of the draft, like just, just let him pull himself out, right? Like that, it, it doesn't, it doesn't take much to just not draft him. You know, there's a, a bunch of other kids that are available. Um, in terms of the, the, the Canucks getting rid of Louis Erickson, yes, but there's only one year left on Louis Erickson's contract. You've just done that over again with Oliver Ekman Larson. Best case scenario, he stays an average defender for the next six years. It's still probably too much that, that you are paying for him. So you've almost got out of this cap hell with Louis Erickson and you have now worked your way back into it. To, to me, you get what you can out of this season. You kind of accept, look, we fucked up this salary cap thing. And now we, we have to, to basically lay in this bed that we have made. So that's, I know it's, it's easy for me to say, cause it's not my job on the line. It's his job on the line. And he has to make the playoffs this year because that's what Vancouver is always going to be about. Uh, Semi play, Semi Blay is a good player. They play different styles. That, that's fair. Ah, shit. That's what happens when you focus on a chat. That's I'm 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 blaming all of this on you. Um, yeah, no, they they play different styles, and it, it's a style that the Rangers are looking for. But I, just one's better than the other. So that's that's where I'm at on that that Rangers one. Um, Geo, the next captain for the Kraken. I think absolutely. Uh, Ristolina needs to prove that he can play with a good team. He needs to prove that he can play a good style of hockey. Like I just, I think he's slow and that's not something you need in this NHL. That's like the speed is the, the name of the game. So to, to go out and get slower, that that's not. Look, there's more than... I said this on my podcast about the, the NBA today. There's more than one way to win all the time. But one thing that is relatively constant is you need speed in this league and trying to get slower and trying to get bigger and meaner. Big and mean can work if you are also skilled. Sammy Blay has skill. I don't want to say that this guy is just like Marty McSorley out there. Um, oh, shit. But, yeah, I just... I didn't love that trade. And it, it just... It screams desperation and trying to get bigger. Um, I felt bad for Gorton tonight having to, to talk about the, the New York Rangers. He takes a shot at the, well, if a team's trying to get bigger. Um, I thought that was pretty funny by him tonight. Uh, 
Whew. Fucking hot in here, guys. Um... <laughs> Village button. I like that. Got passed around quite a bit in uh, in fantasy. Hey, I would like. Um... I would, I would, I would like to have Buchnevich in, in fantasy again. I think he's good. Um, I, I think he has a 200 foot game and I think that offensively he has some skill that you can like take advantage of. Uh, someone asking for the Mike Smith type goal. I, I tweeted out the video a while ago. I don't know if it's the, the clip is still up on my, my Twitch page here. I did actually score a goalie goal last time with, uh, with Roman Turek. I was so happy. I was, I was too happy about that. Let's go. I was kind of hoping, sometimes in this game when you get the fight close enough to the goalie, um, that the, the goalies will just fight. So I was kind of hoping for that, but instead I'll just have Robin Regeer. Fighting was a difficult part for me last time I did this. Hopefully I can get this on track this time. Oh, that's not good. All right, good defensive work. Ah. Can we talk about how beautiful these jerseys are? I own both. Types of jer not a, a Ferguson Oilers jersey, but I I was talking about how much I like those jerseys back home, and my aunt actually bought me one for Christmas one year. Uh, it doesn't totally fit. Um, it kind of comes up to like here on the arms. So, but that's most clothes I have do that. The the wonderful combination of being fat and also big, um, kind of uh kind of stretches out a little bit. Yes, this is a a blasty safe zone here. If you are a blasty fan, you um. You are very welcome here. Not that if you aren't, you aren't, but you know what I mean. Here we go. Why? I hit one timer on that. Why would you just wind up? Yeah, Bla Blasty. I look, I I make a lot of jokes about it. I legitimately think the Blasty jerseys are good jerseys. Like, that. this isn't an irony thing. This isn't me being sarcastic. I think Blasty is a solid National Hockey League jersey. Um, and the, just like the subtle adjustments they make with the, the white C on the sweater now um on the the shoulder pads i thought it was really really slick so um great job with the the flames i my next thing with jerseys i i said this i don't even know if they aired the podcast i did a um a show with um with noah adler and those guys and we were talking about blasty fuck me um <laughs> um and we we're talking about blasty i was like i what i want from teams now it's just make jerseys for the fuck of it, right? Like we have in the NBA, oh, these are the city edition jerseys. Everyone has to do a jersey. And now it's the reverse retro jerseys. Everyone's making a jersey except for the Islanders who basically just told everyone to fuck off. Um, but for the um, for the NHL, uh, like just make a jersey just because you have a creative idea, not just because the NHL has told you to make a jersey. That's, that is my next step that I want to get back to when it comes to sports. Oh, come on. Roman Turek let me down in the final moments of this game. Um, as far, again, as far as my bitching about the Canucks trade is concerned, they actually, like, again, they will be a better hockey team next season because of this. It's just the following six that I'm worried about for a team that is going to be up against it anyway, salary cap wise. And I, I remember thinking, like, if they could have just had those Pedersen and Hughes contracts come up a year later, then... Um, then they'd be good because they have all these dumb contracts coming off the books. Well, that didn't work. Like It just, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. But yes, from a hockey perspective, like Garland is going to be, I, I think him with a, um, him with a Pedersen is going to be very good. 
It's just what they gave up for it is the issue for me. Ah. Am I really going to lose this game? I guess I didn't really play well enough to win it, if I'm being honest with myself. All right, here we go. Last chance. Craig Conroy. Game on his stick. Now it's not. Now it is again. Oh, fuck you. Come on. Ah. Ah, damn. Tough loss. Tough loss. That's all right. We'll bounce back. We'll bounce back. I feel like I've let everyone down now. Yeah, I got outshot to shit, so... Probably didn't deserve to win that one anyway. Reinhardt. <laughs> Reinhardt Flames comes up. Some of y'all mad, hey? Does no one have the return? Am I just missing this? Okay, you know what? If it happens, why don't you guys just put it in the chat and we'll get there. Yeah, how good does Blasty look? Also, like people who shit on Blasty, my, my, like, my, when you say Jerome McGinley, this is the jersey I picture him in first. He scored his, I think he scored his, he, I'm not making this up. He scored his 50th in Blasty against the Blackhawks, right? That's, that's a thing that happened. He's on the NHL cover um, back in 03 with Blasty. So if you all want to hate, that's fine. But like at worst, the second best player in franchise history is associated with that jersey. So there you go. Do I think the Flames should trade for Jack Eichel, even if it's Kachuk going the other way? Yes. Um, I would try to not have Kachuk going the other way. Like, I would... How about these two guys instead? Because um, I, I think... We talk about Gio being the next captain for the Seattle Kraken. I think Kachuk is the next captain for, um, for the Calgary Flames. And so I would try to not have to give that up. But if you are getting a, like, franchise first-line center, then... It sucks, but you, you probably are fine giving up a, a Matthew Kachuk for that. What a blockbuster deal that would be. Um, but yeah, I, I would be okay with that. I, I would try at all costs to get a, uh, to get a Jack Eichel, and that, that would include... At that point, no one's untouchable. Like, for the most part, Kachuk's untouchable. There's like three guys in the league I would trade him for. That's probably an exaggeration. There's probably more than that. But for the most part... Um, Kachuk is untouchable for me, but that's a deal that I, if it was Kachuk or no one, then I guess it's Kachuk. Um, but I, I, I would try to not, but I, I, I would end up doing that. Yeah. Again, with an Eichel trade, no one's untouchable. Um, in terms, like, I'm not trading Kachuk for draft picks. I'm not trading Kachuk for uh, Pavel Buchnevich or for Sammy Blay. You know, like it, it has to be a, a gigantic blockbuster franchise altering move. Um, for me to trade Kachuk. But other than that, um, like, yeah, no, I, he would be, un he would be as close to untouchable as you could get for me. Also, um, uh, why am I blanking? Lindholm would be as well. Valimaki probably would be pretty close to it. And I don't want to say Manjapani because then like, there are definitely guys I would trade Manjapani for, but it's just, it would take a lot of talking for me to do that. But yeah, to say Manjapani is untouchable is hot takery. Like, that's not accurate. But th this is me saying I like him very much as a player and would rather not trade him. But aside from that, like, it's... Yeah, like, this team... The Montreal Canadiens tried desperately to let the Flames take that playoff spot from them. We all forget that after the playoffs they had. But, um, 
like Montreal was not good down the stretch and for the Flames to not get a playoff spot even with the Habs playing that bad like you, you have to reassess everything and I, I think the the Giordano thing like him going to to Seattle was I think a no-brainer personally to to leave him um to leave him unprotected it was clear and obvious to me like that this is this is a team that I don't want to say needs to start over but they, they certainly need more changes than just on the peripherals that this is talk about culture shifts this is a team that needs one and when you are going through something like that you don't have a lot of guys like okay we need to completely overhaul this organization except for we're not trading half of these guys like that's not how that works this group has had way too many chances and way too much um in terms of a lack of success but people still wanting to give them second third fourth 18th chances at some point you just aren't it's just not going to work. And the Flames are at that point now. Um, so yes, to, to that point, again, long-winded way of saying, no, no one is untouchable for me. But uh, for the most part, Kachuk uh, and Lindholm and Valimaki would be close to untouchables. Jose Theodore is really starting to piss me off in this game. Tell you that right quick. Man, I really like Denny Goche. I don't know why. Um... But he was always a dude who I was like, yeah, I can get behind this guy. Oh, I just have a breakaway. Sweet. I was expecting that to be one of those like, oh, the screen widens and now there's four Canadians there and there was just no one. Man, I said it last time I played this. Daryl needs to sue someone for what he looks like in this game. They did McTavish dirty too, but he's not necessarily like the prettiest guy anyway. Not that Daryl is either, but... Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a rough one for Daryl there. Oh, come on. God, could you imagine hockey? Like, I, I'm i assuming most of us watched during this time of hockey. Can you, like, it, it just, it seems so foreign to me that guys can just get hooked and it's just like, yeah, whatever. Like, it seems like a, um, it seems like a completely other sport when you go back and watch some of those games and, well, this guy got hooked, but only kind of hooked and they're not going to call that one. It's like, what the fuck? That's a hook. How do you decide? Like it would be, it would honestly, it would be more difficult to referee back then when everyone was doing that shit. And you just like, you only called some of them. Like at least it's a, well, we're calling all of them. Like, why was that one a hook? But the other one wasn't, um, which flames core player do you think is going to be moved this off season? Who I, I was, very much in the camp and believed that Johnny Gaudreau was going to be that one getting moved. But it would be quite the 180 to be, well, we're having contract talks, we're having contract talks, we're having contract talks, except he's been moved to Colorado for a second round pick. Or we've traded him to Philadelphia for Travis Konechny. Like, that would be, that would be quite the 180. Um, I, I would bet Monaghan's gone um, if I had, like, if I were putting money on this, which would be difficult to. Um, but I, I would say Monaghan, like you, you, I just, I don't think you can have both those guys back. So I, I would say Monaghan would be the one for sure. After that, like what's the flames core? Um, it's, it's Gaudreau, Monaghan. It was Giordano. It's not anymore. It's Kachuk, who I just said, um, I wouldn't trade unless I had to. And it's Lindholm who I said, I wouldn't trade unless I had to. Um, is Tyler Parsons even under contract again next year? There we go. Dean McCammond. Retro is a beast in this. 
Yeah, like Monahan seems like the obvious one. Like they tried to trade him last year in the Josh Anderson deal. I don't know where that fell through. Um, I think if you pulled a lot of Flames fans during the playoffs, you would probably would have done that one for one. Um, ah, just wanted to get the puck in deep. That's fair, but you had a guy going to the net. Come on. Um, yeah, jo like the Josh Anderson trade, th there was no way that one you were going to feel comfortable with because he had so many problems the year before with injuries and it, it was just such a problem. Um, but like you see his potential and it's like, oh, this is a guy who can take, like he single-handedly won a game in the Stanley Cup final, right? Like he was, he just decided in game four that Montreal wasn't going to lose that game and they just didn't. It, it was so impressive. It, like it's not Giannis in the NBA finals, but it was like almost as close to that as you can get in hockey without being Connor McDavid or, or Sidney Crosby. Like he just, he was an absolute force in that game. And when you see those, it's, oh yeah, no, this is a guy who... You, you absolutely, you, you trade for him at whatever cost and you build your franchise around. But then you look at his game log and he, I think he had two separate streaks of eight game goalish droughts in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that old consistency thing pops up. And I, I don't, uh, again, I'm assuming because of the Flames questions, you guys are Flames guys. I don't need to tell you about how frustrating it can be when guys disappear for a couple of weeks in the playoffs. That's basically been the Flames minus this group and 1989 for the last my entire lifetime. Um, I don't even know why I included 89 in there. I wasn't alive for that. Yeah, Monaghan has injury problems too. Monaghan, like, at some point, it, it, it is toughness, and you don't want to let your team down, and I understand that. I am I am a giant wimp, so I, I will never understand the just play through it. But at some point, you're kind of hurting your team, aren't you? Like, if it's every year, well, it turned out he played with two broken wrists and a, a sports hernia, and actually they amputated his leg in June and just no one noticed. Um, like, at some point, just take a few games off, dude. Like, it's, it, it's not... It's not helping. So I I don't view that as, oh, well, yeah, of course he was hurt the whole time. It's like, well, then fucking stop. Anyway, mini rant there. I've always felt that kind of stuff lets guys off the hook. It's like, well, if he's not being effective, like I get you want to be there for your teammates and all of that stuff. But if you're not being there for your team, like if, if you are a hindrance, and I'm not saying Monaghan is the reason that there was problems over those years, but like, geez. <laughs> why don't they give Tyler Parsons the Carter Hart treatment throw him into the fire and see how he does by the way I, I'm sure you guys can all see these chats I'm recording this all for podcast stuff as well um in, in just like a strict audio form so I if I'm reading the questions that you all can read I'm not just like I I'm assuming you all can read as well I don't think you're idiots I, I'm doing this for an audio version afterward um the reason that they don't just throw him in there and give him the Carter Hart treatment is a you have Jacob Marks from now so you don't have to and b he's never healthy enough to just do it like that's that's been the Tyler Parsons problem like when he's healthy he's okay um I was gonna say he's fine that's that's probably inaccurate but like he's been hurt so much that you you don't really have like those extended all right let's just throw him in there for 20 games and just fucking see man um because he's just never healthy for that length of time in a row even for the American Hockey League um Ha, there we go. So, injuries have been the issue for him. Like, if if you could get him in a video game here um, and just, like, see him at the peak of his powers, he's probably an NHL goalie. Like, he's probably pretty good. It's just, he's hurt all the time. And too many guys passed him in the, in the depth chart. It, it sucks because, like, that's... You, you look at the Flames goalie situation um, a few years ago, and it's like... 
and this is a, a thought process that I find myself getting tricked into. And so I, it's, it's not a good one. Jeez, look at those shots. It's not a good one to fall into, but I say, well, look, they have, they have Gillies, they have Parsons and they have Mason McDonald. Like one of those kids is going to work out. And now if Gillies is in the NHL, I don't know where, uh, McDonald, I have no idea where he ended up and you drafted him ahead of Thatcher Demko. Um, which is a little ironic given who the goalie is now. And you have Parsons who is a restricted free agent. Like it's just, none of it really worked out. And it's crazy that it just worked. Like I was going to say, it's crazy. It worked out that way, but it's crazy. It didn't work out that way. That just all three of them end up being, I'm not gonna say busts cause it's whatever, but none of them end up being like the guy in, in this city. And you end up a couple years later with the, like your two goalies, aside from the very end of the year, being a guy who you signed for nothing out of the Czech Republic and a dude who you signed for everything out of Vancouver. Like, it's it's kind of crazy when you look back at the, the trajectory of goaltenders, how that just never really worked out. That's why they say goalies are voodoo. Ah. I remember I went to the... Um, the development camp that one of the ones that Gillies was at and just like seeing him hulking over the net. Like you can see like the whole number and name bar over the, the post cause he's or over the crossbar. Cause he's just so huge. It's like, Oh, this guy's going to be something. And it just, that was another one where you wanted to like, just give him a bunch of games in a row and just see how it goes. Um, and that's part of the problem. Not, I'm not saying that if you did that, he all of a sudden turns into Andre Vasilevsky, but, um, I would have at least liked to see him get a try. The problem is the the mandate for this organization forever has been playoffs or bust. So you don't really get the opportunity to see if that kid actually has it. I want to get Rhett one more in this. Aki, get there. Good puck retrieval. Ah, bad pass though. Where's big save Dave after the Leafs? Man, I don't know where he goes. I... That was rough because he... No one even gave him a thought in Toronto. So I imagine he ends up somewhere. It isn't like an NHL backup job. Because I think like at, at his best, he is quite good. The problem is he got passed up a couple of times when the games matter the most by a Flames team that like the goalies end up being good in the playoffs. But you're telling me you couldn't beat out Cam Talbot and Mike Smith to get playoff starts? Like that's, that's not great, Bob. Um, but if he ends up... Like, th that strikes me as one where he's going to sign, like, one year, $700,000 with a very good team to be kind of the 1B, and that's going to look like an absolute steal of a deal. Or he signs with a dog shit team, and they just say, here's a bunch of games, build up your value, trade them for a, a second at the end of the year, at the trade deadline, and then he gets a, a playoff opportunity. God, the passing in this game's shit. Or I'm shit. One of the two. There we go. Nice play. Oh. Kill more. I can't tell. Like, I, I'm assuming... Jet there is being sarcastic about the, the Markstrom one. I think Markstrom's going to be fine. 
This is a weird fucking year, dude. Um, like, I, I think Markstrom's going to be fine. It's weird. Like, I will admit, after I got, um, after I got laid off, there, there was a stretch where I just kind of stopped paying attention to the Flames for a while because I had been paying attention to only the Flames for so long. I just wanted to not for a bit. And I came back and, like, the coach is calling out Dubay and Markstrom apparently sucks now. Like, he was like, what the, where, where? where have I been that all this stuff is going on and all these guys like are just not good anymore. So that was, I, I admit, um, I admit I might've missed something on the, um, on the Markstrom thing. Uh, any future guests you're thinking of for this Twitch thing podcast, I would love to do well, one thing I would like to do, um, is like some kind of 24 hour video game, a thon, like all the money goes to kids sport or, or whatever, or to me. I mean, come on. But probably kid sport. Um, and just have random people pop on. But I am, like, very new to all of this stuff. I, I think I figured out how to get guests on. I just don't want to, like... I don't want to screw that up. So... Oh, you like the Markstrom deal. Oh, okay, good. Um, well, some people thought Markstrom was bad. So that's where that was coming from. I was projecting that onto you, and that was wrong of me, and I apologize. Um, as far as guests on Twitch go, I, I think I know how I could do it, but I just, I don't have the confidence to, to try that yet. As far as podcast guests go, um, I know I'm getting Adnan at some point. He just has a bunch of family stuff going on. Um, so to add extra things on top of what he already does um, seems like not the best way to go about it as far as other guys well one guess and uh, th this is totally unfair because i haven't even talked to him, any of them about that one thing i want to do this kind of hockey off season i want to ask a bunch of like hockey historian like eric dehatchik and those guys like we, we've established like, Sidney crosby is not going to pass wayne gretzky right like we we've established on i can't imagine what it would take my my question because i've i've been asked this a few times when i talk about lebron with michael jordan um what would it take? And I get like some people are always going to say, well, I have Lemieux over him. I have Gordie Howe. I have Bobby Orr. 98% of hockey fans and hockey people consider Wayne Gretzky the greatest player of all time. What would it take for someone to pass him? Like, I, I want to know that. So that's a that, that's not necessarily a um, a guest that I'm looking for, but that's a, a subject that I am I am looking to broach. As this goes along, as far as other ones that I have ideas for, um, it's not a ton. Like it's, I feel really weird because th there's a lot of people who have been really nice and it's been very easy to get them on the podcast and that's been great. Um, but I would like, it's different when you ask someone, Hey, can you come on Sportsnet 960 the fan? There is a brand behind that. We are the right, or I say we, fuck me. Um, they're the rights holder for the Calgary flames. Like that's people have heard of them at least. So that there's at least a yes, I, I feel like this will broadcast my message to a large group of people and thus I, I will grow my brand. Me saying, hey, do you want to come on my podcast? It, it just, it doesn't carry the same gravita with it. So I, I've been a little sketchy on getting people onto my show, um, which maybe I shouldn't, but that that's kind of where I am at. Um... So I don't really have like a, I need to get these guests on, um, very un, like for a lot of people, very unsexy, but I, I've been doing, um, I've been doing Okotoks dogs games this year, play by play dogsbaseball.ca, check it out. Um, and interviewing some of those kids has been fun just cause like they're playing college baseball. This is a weird time to be playing sports. So just to kind of see where they are at, those have been fun, but 
Um, I'll probably have, I'll, I'll reach out to Lou, see if I can get him on at some point to, to talk draft and stuff. And I want to, like, I want to do some of the nerdy stuff that I couldn't do. Not, not saying that I couldn't do, like, Kirsch never said, hey, don't do that. That's stupid. But I just, I never felt like super comfortable just being like, hey, let's really get into the weeds on like what you're looking for when we're scouting. And like when you go to a rink to watch a 15 year old play hockey, like what, what do you watch for? Because I did the, um, the, the eyes hockey showcase, which is a bunch of like a bunch of kids who are younger than this video game, um, which was a thing. Um, but like, it's a bunch of like 15, 16, 17 year olds that are playing and like amongst 15 and 16 year olds, they look very good, but I don't know how that translates later on. So I'd like to get some of those kind of nerdier questions out and just kind of see like, how do you project? Cause there was a couple of kids where I was like, Hey, once you get this figured out, like you could be pretty good, but it looks like you hit a growth spurt about an hour ago and you don't really know what you're doing out there with all of that. Um, which is obviously something I can attest to. I still haven't grown into my body yet, and I'm 31. Um, so just things like that. A long-winded way of, of answering that question uh, and a very long-winded way of saying, I don't have a fucking clue. Um, yeah, that's kind of that one. Sorry. Let's see, what jerseys of Colorado have in this? Oh, well, of course I have to go with that one. Yeah, that's the thing that's happening. Old Northwest Division rivalry. I was going to say I missed those, but then Minnesota. God, those games were bad. Oh, Pat Micheletti from um, NHL Network tweeted, keep an eye on Mika Zibanejad tomorrow. Whew, that dude's been good. I don't know what the Rangers are doing if they trade him. Like, I I liked what the Rangers were doing under David Sinn and Gordon. Like, I, I thought they were going in the exact right direction. And now, I don't know. We'll see where they go. Um, not to, like, if it's Zibanejad for a third, then everyone riots. But we'll, we'll see what they do. But if I'm, like, almost any team in the NHL, I'm trying to get myself a hand on Mika Zibanejad for sure. I will pass this back to um, any, if anyone's still listening after my long rambling talk of guests, who would you like to hear interviewed on a podcast Twitch type of a thing? Uh, crickets in Winnipeg. Hey, yeah, I guess like they haven't, They've been pretty quiet so far. Kevin Sheffield, day off. It's weird. Like, they did nothing for a long time. Then they're the, the busiest team in the NHL. Um, and now they're doing nothing again. What a strange last couple of playoff runs for them, hey? Like, Shifley gets hurt, and they're just fucked against the Flames. And then... Um, Shifley gets suspended, and they're just fucked against Montreal. Like, it's... That that whole playoff run, the the Habs come from three one down to beat the Leafs, and then they beat the Jets, and then they played Vegas. Like the the Jets were just kind of an afterthought in this playoff run that Montreal went on. It's a it felt like a, a strange thing. Nick Kiprios as a guest. Hey, I never I never really considered. We tried to do that at nine sixty, getting 
getting guests at 960 from Sportsnet was like one of the banes of my existence. But now he's doing his own thing. That might that, that would actually be pretty fun. I would probably enjoy that one. I was hoping to get Corey on a few times. Um but he um He's doing like some renos this whole summer, so I couldn't get him. But I, I really like talking. About Another one that I had, if you guys are baseball dudes, I had Tim Leeper on a couple of, I think, last Monday. Um, and we just get like super nerdy on baseball stuff. And I, I would like to do that hockey-wise as well. I would love to chat with Peter Marr for a while. Um, I like I, I I didn't have a lot to, to do with Pete back at, at 960, apparently enough that I think I can call him Pete. Um that doesn't mean like he was a dick to me or anything like that. It's just like our paths didn't cross. Like, I don't know him. Like I don't know him well enough to just text him out of the blue. Hey dude, you want to come on my podcast? So 80 people can listen to us talk. Um, but that I would absolutely love to, to talk with him about his entire career and everything like that. I can't take Colorado seriously in these Quebec Nordiques jerseys. Yeah, Keith Kachuk would be a fun one, too. I have a question. Because I, I was thinking of this with... Um, <laughs> Station for Stieg BXA. You guys get all those on 960. You don't need me being weird asking them questions. Steinberg and Will and the, the morning show guys get plenty. Especially Versteeg's fucking awesome, man. How that guy's not involved coaching or anything like that. Like, every week... It was becoming um, almost a punchline with us in the afternoon because every week for Stieg would come on and as soon as it was over, we'd get an email from Kirsch being like, eh, some gold here from Versteeg. We should replay that hit record coming up a little bit later. Um, and we would, and you'd be right. It was great. Um, it was annoying how right he was because I just wanted to talk for a while instead of playing something that a morning show that I got booted from had. Um, not that I'm bitter or anything. But, um, but yeah, long story short, Versteeg's the man. And BX is awesome, too. Um, and Stage is, like, the nicest human being on the planet. But you, you guys get those guys on 960. You don't need, like, I'm, I, I like to think that I have a, a bit of a different interview style. But you guys don't need me for those guys. Um, but I, I have a question on the Keith Kachuk thing. Um, I was, I was putting together, like, the, I, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, I did, expansion draft but make it legendary where i went with the the legendary rosters on the nhl game and um did an expansion draft on that it's still up on on here on twitch if you want to do it um or if you want to see it but i went through the rosters and like on, in the nhl video game on nhl 21 um a lot of the legends are on multiple teams and like wayne gretzky's on every team he's played for for example um they didn't put jerome mcgill on the la kings which i would have um just because i think that would have been hilarious but um, they had Jeremy Roenick on there on a few different teams. It's like, I don't know who I think of when I think of Jeremy Roenick. I think of him with Keith Kachuk, which is probably why I think of him as a Phoenix Coyote. But I, I think I'm in the minority in that. I certainly don't think of him as a San Jose Shark, which is where they had him as well. So I, I am asking you hockey folk, when you think Jeremy Roenick, what hockey team do you think of? Because I, I couldn't think, I couldn't just pinpoint him on one. And I, he was one of the only ones that I, I had that kind of, I mean, there were some other like, lesser guys um who are with that but yeah like i i picture him and the first thing i think of is the uh the, the coyotes but i think the the more common answer would definitely be the uh the hawks so i'm just weird in that that's also i love asking that question to to guys um 
I got to ask it to Mike Bibby when I was doing the morning show. Like, hey, what team do you picture yourself with? And it put him in a weird spot because he's definitely in Calgary because he used to play for Vancouver. But it's like that that team would probably be third on his list of um, of teams. So there, we have a tie now. Coyotes and Hawks. Um, and I'm the tiebreaker and I say Coyotes. So there, we win. Oh, Philly. Fuck, I even forgot he played for Philly. Uh, <laughs> right. That was the Philly team. He... He probably plays for Philly on this game. Um, that was a Philly team that eliminated Toronto, right? Like, they... I've, that's not being specific. They play Toronto a lot. Um, fuck, I forgot about Philly entirely. That's a good pull. And a really... that's Maybe that's not a good pull. Like, I'm, I'm probably giving you too much credit. Uh, <laughs> but I, 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 I... That's more a bad miss by me that I completely forgot about him on. Oh, get the fuck out of here. That didn't even, that didn't even go in. Also, who the fuck Sergio Ben? Yeah, that never look, I never do this, but Okay, how do I zoom in on this thing? Video replay. Once again, comes back to haunt us in 2004, right? Um ah shit. That's what I was looking for. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't go in. Such bullshit. It's almost as if this game isn't perfect. Ah, Leaf fan. Okay, there we go. Yeah, no, that makes sense. God, Solani was on a couple of teams too. I almost left him on Colorado, but it's like, no, he's a duck. And I'm sure, like, there's going to be, ah, fuck you, he's a jet. Um, but yeah, like, there, there was a few of them where it's like, I, I think my age is showing. But yeah, the, the Leaf one, the, the Leaf connection, I can see that. Also, like, I, I left Neuendijk on the, the Flames on that one, but I, I think just because of my age, like, I I don't think of Joe Neuendijk as a Flame. And then doing those This Days in Flame history things, it's like, oh, Joe Neuendijk had nine points every game that he played with the Flames and was actually a fucking monster with them. Like, I, I just, I, I view, beforehand, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to Stanley Cup, whatever, that's fine. Um, but, like, I, I think of Neuendijk more as a Dallas star. Okay, goalie Devin Levi, part of the, the return going to Buffalo. Huh. Yeah, right? Like, it's... Like, the, the Colorado... I know the correct answer for both Korea and Solani is Anaheim. But I can't... Like, the first thing I think of is Colorado. And it's, it's it, like, immediate, like... Well, no, my second... Like, it has to be Anaheim. But the first thing that pops up is Colorado. Man, being a Saber fan must suck. Like the like, the Reinhardt one was supposed to be a, a lock, no brainer. You tank to get, um, you tank to get McDavid, and then you lose the lottery, and you get Jack Eichel, who's great, but he didn't want to be there anymore. Like, I can't believe they have to start over again. This is one of the reasons why I caution against the the rebuild thing. It seems actually really fucking suck at rebuilds. Like, Florida's just fixed their like just getting out of theirs now and they started like when they started it they drafted a guy who was on tv now with anthony stewart i'm exaggerating a bit for a point but still like teams are really shitty at rebuilds look at the flames for example like did they ever like they they, they rebuilt and they you end up getting the fourth overall pick and the sixth overall pick in drafts and that gets you monahan and bennett which at the time looks fine but now right like it's 
it, it's not as easy as just be really bad for a while and then you're awesome. Check out Buffalo. Now the now the opposite end of that is you try to be Vancouver and look where that gets them. So again, there is no perfect way, and I have three shots through two periods. All right, here we go. Rhett Warner to save the day. Oh come on, David Abisher is not stopping that. That was the second least realistic part of that whole play, but Dave Abisher is not stopping that. Yes, I was stunned at the at the the return for Bennett. Um, I like to get a second round pick out of that was stunning to me. I, I and that is like a hundred percent. You're trading for the the potential at that point, right? Like if if he gets to the level that you think that he could get to as a um, when you drafted him, then a second round pick obviously the value is is fine. Um, but, like, th there's been nothing that I have seen from him in the regular season that makes you think, oh, for sure, give up a second-round pick for that dude. Like, I just, I thought a third at best and had kind of talked myself into, would you do it for a fourth? Like, that's that's where I was at with him. And then, at, like, a second, you do that in a heartbeat. So I was, I was prepared to see the, um, see the return for Sam Bennett and think okay, you probably could have just lost him in the expansion draft. Like, you're at this point, you're not getting anything. That's what I thought the return would be. Instead, you get a couple of things. Because the, the prospect they got, I forget his name off the top of my head, but he's not nothing, right? Like, he's probably, he's, I don't think you're going to, we're not going to do a trade tree on him in three years and talk about how amazing that player was. But, like, that, yeah. Yeah, better goes to Florida, play some good forwards. Yeah, the, the Bennett story was so weird here. Like, I, I don't know. Um, because you wanted to, to give him a bunch of opportunities and then like, he wouldn't look bad when he get the chances, but he didn't look great. But it was just like the second anything went bad, he just got yanked and it was multiple coaches. Right. So like, I don't know if there was something going on at practice or what it was, but I don't know why they just hated to give him an extended look with anyone. Like it felt like any other player that they wanted to do something with got like three months with Michael Backlund and he would figure out some way of like fixing them. And that would be that. And Bennett never really got that. No, probably more beneficial if I played that puck instead of just shot it down all the way on goal, kind of an outkick your coverage sort of a thing. So yeah, I was, I was quite surprised at the, the Sam Bennett return. Like he, I had him earmarked for, for Seattle. I, even after the, the trade request, I thought, yeah, that's cute. You're going to Seattle. Like that's, this team doesn't have to trade you. Um, so deal with it. Hope you like the space needle. And now I don't know what kind of contract he's at RFA now. Right. Um, Oh, that was bad. But yeah, the Bennett thing was weird. Oh, fuck. Ah. 
Not enough people talk about how good Milan Hayduke was. That'd be a weird conversation to just have with someone. Like, hey, remember who was awesome? Milan Hayduke. Yeah, he was above average. At least I'm listening to a good Colorado team, right? Uh, Nordstrom was kind of... Ah, Nordstrom, like, he wasn't great, but, like, that's a one-year contract worth under a million dollars, right? Like, that's... It, it's tough to call that a bust when it's not killing you cap-wise. You can sit him for a bunch, and it's fine. Like, you, you would have rather he was better. Um, but in terms of being a bust, like, yeah, he, he just wasn't very good. Um, the, the frustrating part was, like when he would get minutes over guys who probably deserved it more um, because, oh, well, he's a good penalty killer. That's, like, awesome. You, you have guys who can figure out the penalty killing thing. Uh, thoughts on Steve Eiserman. Hey, I just want to say, like, just off the, the, the top, Steve Eiserman was looking sharp tonight. Like, he was looking like what's-his-nuts from Suits. Like, he was looking good. Um, but he's clearly um, a Jedi who has weird math and mind control tactics, because that, that Nadelkovich trade, I, I'm still waiting for the follow-up move from Carolina to make that make any kind of sense. Um, and, like, that Tampa Bay team, they, you make a couple of trades at the end to, like, get the team over the hump, but that Tampa Bay team, the, the brilliance of it is put together by Steve Eiserman. So... I think Steve Eiserman is probably the best. I mean, not probably. I think Steve Eiserman is the best GM in the league. Followed closely by Jim Benning, of course. <laughs> yeah, this game's not going to go the way I want it to. That's fine. Talking to old people about, um, I shouldn't say old people, talking to experienced hockey writers about Steve Eiserman's interesting. Because, like, I, I just remember him as, like, glory days, Detroit Red Wings. They're sweeping everyone in the Stanley Cup final. They're fighting Colorado every year. Um, and Steve Eiserman's just, like, always been a Hall of Famer. But apparently he was a dick for a while and kind of sucked. Like, not sucked, but just, like... There was some kind of transformation with him at some point that just completely turns the legacy of Steve Eiserman around. And those those types of things I find interesting. Since now, like, it, it kind of seems by the time you turn 24, we have a pretty good understanding of what you are. Um, but it, it, it seems like the second act of his career was really interesting. It kind of, like, not the same. Um, but I kind of get that vibe kind of from a, a Yager. Like, the second and then third act is... Um, quite spectacular. But, like, the first act for Yager, it, it's Pittsburgh, they're winning championships, it's awesome. But then, like, the, the Rangers time and the Washington time, like, you don't look at those fondly. And then he comes back from Russia and just everyone fucking loves the dude and it's amazing. Yeah, Bergeron, not awesome. Um, <laughs> the Sith Lord, I, sorry, I thought that you, um... I thought there was a typo there, and I thought you were calling him a shitlord, and I thought that was an amazing thing to call someone. I was like, oh, no, we're sticking with the, the Star Wars theme here, Sith Lord. Got it, yeah. No, that's... Someone tweeted, because Montreal had a, a prepared statement on this one. It's like, if you if you have to prepare a statement, you're probably drafting the wrong kid. Um, anyway, that's going to do it for me. Uh, this has been a lot of fun chatting with you guys. Thank you so much for this. Um, 
I'm assuming you found this from Twitter, so you guys know where to find me. But if you aren't aware, I'm doing uh, podcasts Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. It's called Couch Potato Diary. I would really appreciate it if you would uh, subscribe to that, leave a review, and just anything you want to hear on the podcast, let me know. Because I'm enjoying the fuck out of not having a boss and would like to keep it that way for a while. Uh, but it turns out money's important. So getting the, the podcast really going is kind of important to that whole thing. So yeah, any notes on any of that stuff at all, I'm very open to it. You guys obviously know I can take criticism as I give it to myself more than anyone. Uh, but it really means a lot that you guys were here uh, hanging out, talking hockey with me tonight. So I'm going to uh, bid you all do. And uh, yeah, talk to you guys later. Have a good rest of your weekend. Mm-hmm.